Hey there, it's Dr. Brian McKay, Core Health and Darian. Uh, today, the uh, FAQs we're going to be dealing with are cervicogenic headaches. So what happens is people will send in um, questions. And, you know, a lot of the questions are good. So what we do is we call through the, the ones that are pretty good ones that we would think more people would have the same question. So if you have a question regarding anything on health, you can always reach out. Just send, send an email McKay Darien at Yahoo, M-C-K-A-Y-D-A-R-I-E-N at Yahoo, and put in the subject line, podcast questions. And you can, any, any health topic you want, I'm more than happy to answer. But what we do is we'll take the, uh, when we, we see several people asking the same, same question, we'll, we'll hook that up as an FAQ and then bring it to the podcast. So again, here's, here's a couple ways to do it. McKay, M-C-K-A-Y, D-A-R-I-E-N at Yahoo. So it's McKay Darian at Yahoo. Send me it. And again, put in the subject line podcast question, and I will get back to you, usually within a day or so. So hopefully it's not too long. We've got uh, particularly burning questions. So today we're going to talk about cervicogenic headaches. Now, people usually lump headaches either migraine or bad headaches, you know, you know, tension headaches, stress headaches. But the nature of many cases that I see is are cervicogenic headaches. Um, they are not fun, but no headaches are really fun. So let's get right down to some of the, uh, we break the questions down to R, can, how, what, where, when, who, all that stuff. Let's start with the R. Okay, are cervicogenic headaches dangerous? Uh, they can be dangerous because any headache could really be a serious serious uh, brain. It could be a brain tumor. It could be something more serious than I could treat. But a headache is a headache, so pain, you know, you, you need to be aware of it. And that's probably the biggest thing is, that, you know, a lot of times I'll send people out for MRIs and sometimes they get mad when they get the bill, but I need to make sure that the person's in the right place for the right condition. So my exam will tell me if, you, if a cervicogenic headache is, is, uh, is, is possible. But, you know, not all are. So, yes, cervicogenics can be dangerous. And next question is, are cervicogenic headaches painful? Most of them are. I mean, it could be it's the dull ache. It doesn't – when you have a dull ache and you pop an Advil or a leave or a Tylenol, it goes away. It's not, it's not terribly serious because you can mitigate the pain on your own. But um, it can be painful. You know, the next question is, are cervicogenic headaches permanent yeah they don't have to be you know usually headaches uh you know, don't resolve some headaches do resolve i see women go through menopause and the headaches lifelong headache suffers just stop so the, the, in that case maybe it was hormonal headaches and now there's less hormones running through the body as they age um but they don't necessarily have to be permanent um i really guess i've never seen anybody with permanent headaches because i get most of the people better um, uh, his next question, are cervicogenic headaches constant? Yeah, they can become constant because you're not, you don't, you know, if you just pop the Advil or leave or you, know, you go for your monthly $5,000 shot of Botox for headaches, um, you're not really addressing it. You know, cervicogenic headache means it starts in your cervix. It's originally in the cervical spine. Cervical is the, is, is the region where we find a lot of these subluxations that can cause headaches. Uh, moving on, cervicogenic headaches common. Yeah, they're, they're pretty common. 
but you've be rare to find a GP or you know or, or even neurologist say hey go see a chiropractor if you have headaches but I mean it's like you should come running to a chiropractor when you have headaches because it, it rules out all that bad stuff so if we can fix your headache excuse me <coughs> we can <clears throat> fix your headache I don't consider it to be serious I consider it to be a biomechanical uh, oops you know something goes out of place puts pressure on the nerve it could also put pressure on the brain stem. So um, it's, it's definitely, in, are, they, are they common? Yeah, they're common. You know, it's kind of a little repeat, you know, a cervical headache, cervical genic headache, serious. Yeah, it's serious. If it interferes with your life, you know, are you doing the things you like to do or you're not doing those because of these headaches? So that's something to consider. I mean, by all means, um, it depends, you know, on how much pain you can take. Especially when it could be fixed, that's the thing is. But you'll never know if you don't go to a chiropractor, and and, and many chiropractors it doesn't have to be one particular technique. You'd be surprised at how many headaches respond very favorably to chiropractic care. Is cervicogenic headaches curable? I believe so, but the only way to know is to put somebody on a treatment plan. You know, conservative treatment plan. There are some home exercises, but not a lot, and. Uh, yeah, the next question is, is cervicogenic headache a disability? Yeah, it can be. I mean, headaches can be disabling. Um, I think you have a hard time getting that through if you're looking for social security disability. I mean, the headache is in your head. It's not something you can see. It's not like someone walking, coming in, was missing a leg uh, or is in a wheelchair. So you really, you know, you don't seem to be sick. But, I mean, you know, you have a, a chronic headaches. It does impair your ability to sleep. Uh your ability to function, your ability to work, so it really can have these far-reaching, devastating effects. You know, let's move on. Is can cervicogenic headaches be cured? Yeah, I, I've seen it all the time. Chiropractic care. Now, here's a really good question: Can cervicogenic headaches cause vertigo? They definitely can cause vertigo. Definitely, because what happens is you have up until cervical number two, which is called axis, you have the um, you have brainstem, and the brainstem if it gets squished on by either the opening at the base of your skull called the foramen magnum, or through the arch of atlas into C two axis, you could definitely have pressure on the brainstem, which can cause vertigo. Um, here's one: Can cervicogenic headaches kill you? I don't think so. I really don't think so on that one, but you never know. Uh, it could cause somebody to take their lives into their own hands if the headaches are that bad, but hopefully by that time they would have seen somebody. And, you know, there's enough powerful medications, but it, actually I don't know how that silly question got in here. I have to ask my uh, my office manager to put these list of questions together from uh, the emails I culminate on. All right. Can cervicogenic headaches cause nausea? Yes, definitely causes nausea. Uh, part of it from the vasovagal response, and I'm not going to go into that now, but definitely can cause nausea. Here's an easy one. Can cervicogenic headaches cause fatigue? Yes, cervical headaches can cause fatigue. Very much so. And here's why. You can't sleep if you have all these subluxations in your neck. And basically what a chiropractor is going to treat in, in the nature of a cervicogenic headache is going to be um, it's going it's, it's to be the subluxations. So, yes, it definitely can cause fatigue. And, and it's a really big problem because then 
you're more tired the next day. It's kind of like having a monkey on your back. You have to work just as hard to get through your day, and it doesn't always flow that easily when you have it. Now, cervicogenic headaches cause migraines. A bad listen for all argument's sake. A bad headache is a migraine. You know, people, you know, yes, there's ocular migraines. There's some migraines that you don't feel, the visual migraines. But for the most part, it's all lumped in as headaches. And people tend to say if they got a bad headache, it's a migraine. A regular headache, it's it's a sinus headache. You know, so, so it's really, it, it, it's a lot of self-diagnosing when it comes down to it. But anytime you get a bad headache, it's going to be called a migraine for the most part. You know, so I guess until you rule out, rule out a brain tumor. All right, here's the good one. Can cervicogenic headaches cause ear pain? Yeah, definitely. Um, your occipital bone can, if, if, if the occipital bone to atlas to axis, which is C1, C2, atlas axis, if they are subluxated enough, it can put a serious block on these station tubes. And these station tubes that could actually, you know, some, 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 some forward thinking moms bring their kids into the chiropractor to avoid ear infections. And it does, it does make sense. It really does. So yeah, it definitely cause ear pain. Um, how is the cervicogenic headache diagnosed? That's a really, really good question. Well, one, your history is a big part of it, but when you take an x-ray, almost everybody with cervicogenic headaches has a, uh, an interruption of the normal, um, cervical one to uh cervical one is is, is tilting in, in a certain direction that could put pressure right into your brain stem you gotta figure the brain stem is comes down cervical number two axis so um but it typically sees they see a loss of curvature invariably everybody coming in who has a headache has this loss of curvature and you know i'm generalizing because that's what i tend to see but it's it's it does happen. So when I see that, I am definitely um, definitely concerned because that curve not only puts pressure on the spinal cord itself, it could be tugging at the brainstem. So that's the type of thing is like if you have, if, if say you have a, a string that's twelve inches long and now you you're bending it, you're trying to stretch it, and then you got bone pushing into it, you can have some serious headaches as a result. So don't don't discount it. But typically, I like to see the, uh, the cervical x-rays or cervical MRIs, you know, if, if that's thing. Uh, now, how long do cervical genetics headaches last? Well, sometimes until you fix this, the underlying cause. If there's subluxations, it usually takes about two, three weeks before people start seeing any kind of results. And how to treat cervical headaches? Well, chiropractic adjustment is one of the best ways to do it. Um, Neck traction in conjunction with the headache is a very good way. And, you know, how do we relieve them? How do you relieve a cervicogenic headache? Quick answer, go see a chiropractor. You need to find, hey, listen, the other thing too is, you need to find a chiropractor, give us a call, 203-656-3636, 203-656-3636. I'm more than happy to refer you to somebody, you know, and I'll make sure you get somebody good uh, based on your area. It's not a problem. It's to be a service for, you know, thanks for listening to this podcast. Um, how do you prevent cervicogenic headaches? Keep going to the chiropractor, but I'm not talking about every, you know, you, you go once every month, two months, three months, you find, find that right schedule. You have to think of um, as a chiropractor as a mechanic for your spine. And 
mechanically, if you're breaking down, we need to fix you. It's really that simple. Fix the mechanics, fix you, and you don't have the headaches anymore. But there's always going to be a default. Like if you have headaches for 15 years and you know it takes you know six months to get rid of the get that curve back to where it needs to be, well, you're going to have a problem. And that's just the nature of it. So, um, you know, you want help with cervical headache? Go see a chiropractor. You know, massage is another thing, too, to consider because the muscles are affected. But it'd be much better to get, I mean, a chiropractor does massage as well. And, I, and that's what we do here. I mean, we, in my office, we have a physical therapist. It's a certain purpose for them. Um, we have we have plenty of, uh, we have massage therapy because it's in conjunction. I move the bone, the muscle has to catch up. And that's important. It's crucial, as a matter of fact, it really is. So that's how we help it. We use we use a lot of different modalities. We use cervical traction, um, with cervical traction, adjustment, spinal adjustment. Um, sometimes we do Grosin or uh, IASTM, which stands for Instrument Assisted Soft Tissue Manipulation. So there's a bunch of things that we do here. Uh, you know, it's the physical therapy. So there's not any one particular thing, but you know, once you recognize what you have. You get the right treatment, you'd be surprised at how, you know, what goes on here. So here's a couple of questions, kind of uh, redundant, but we'll, we'll hit them. What are cervicogenic headaches? Cervicogenic headaches are headaches that originate in the neck. You know, so there's a subluxation in the cervical spine causes this particular problem. Um, what do cervicogenic headaches feel like? Your head hurts. Um, typically, it starts at the back of your neck and goes up over or wraps around your head. And next question, what helps with genetic headaches? Chiropractor, chiropractor, yeah. I mean, it, it, when, they're, when they're minor, you could, listen, if you need to take Advil or leave to get through the day, that's, that's but you know, you, you realize that, okay, so you took care of it today and it comes back, it's like a toothache. You know, you can have a good day with a toothache and a bad day with a toothache. It's gonna come back and eventually you have to go see the dentist. You know, most people are, are, are okay with that thought. Most people have the idea of going to a chiropractor. <gasps> Don't go see a chiropractor. I mean, when I was a kid, my uh, my I told my doctor when I was going for a physical, and I told my doctor I want to become a chiropractor. He had a shit fit. Told me to become a garbage man instead. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of people who really don't know how effective chiropractic care can be because they're not they're not trained in it. You know, given that much, but also too is you have longstanding biases from the medical profession. Like, you know, I have a patient now, and she's. Uh, Pregnant, and she's like, you know, my my obstetrician says don't go to a chiropractor. I'm like, well, all right, that's that's your decision. I don't support it because, quite honestly, you need to keep our pelvis moving healthily in a healthy fashion, and that's what we would do. And make it does make the pregnancy go easier. So you have somebody who has an opinion, but what fact is she basing the, her OB basing that on? I I really don't know. Here's uh, what triggers cervicogenic headaches. Uh, loss of curve in the neck, subluxations in the neck, and which infections? Uh, really, it's, it, if you have an infection causing a headache, you really need to be at the, the medical doctor's office, not seeing a chiropractor. Um, chiropractors do not treat infections, you know, so it's really important that that be a, uh, you know, that, let's get that out in the front. All right, who treats cervicogenic headaches? That's a good question. It really is good. You know, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm biased with chiropractic, but there are physical therapists who, 
who mobile joint do joint mobilization, which is the same thing as chiropractic adjustment, just a different name. I mean, I see him. I, I see people, you know, physical therapists who are essentially acting as chiropractors, but it's, it's you know, my in my estimation, they should, chiropractic and physical therapy should be a combined profession because they both they really just how do you speed the person's healing process? If you just do soft tissue as a physical therapist and the bone's out of place, well, you're doing half the job. So it's really not the, um, you know, it's not what you need. So, um, you know, so who to see? I would say chiropractor first. You know, acupuncture too. Acupuncture does help. I mean, sometimes there's, you know, energy imbalances that are causing these headaches. So I would uh, seriously think about that. Um, I would definitely think about that, as a matter of fact. It's not a, you know, I recommend patients to acupuncture all the time. Um, and then it's physical therapists who do so. It's doctors who treat chiropractic headaches. A lot of physical therapists are, are have PhDs now. It's not a, it's not an MD. They go for a, a PhD in physical therapy. And if they are attuned with adjusting skills, they're going to mobilize your neck and probably do a pretty damn good job. Uh, just go meet them, ask them, see who, see if you trust them. Um, let's go. We're we're running through the list here. We're almost down to the bottom. Yes, conservative genetics cause migraines. Migraines just the bad headaches. It really, I mean, I'm simplifying it for the most part. Uh, so I would say, I can say, cervical genetic headaches will cause bad headaches. Okay, that, let's leave it like that. As far as causing migraines, um, that's that's a that's a judgment call. I'm going to defer. Fatigue, yes, conservative genetics cause fatigue. Definitely, we've gone that. Okay, here's a good one: conservative genetics cause vision problems. Hell yes, they can cause vision problems, and many different problems. So you guys, conservative genetics cause vertigo. Yes, they cause vertigo. Um, conservative genetics cause nausea. Yeah, we've gone over that, and dizziness. Yes, that's another one that cervical genetics can cause dizziness, and we mentioned that before with the uh, subluxation and the occipital atlas axis area primarily uh, and that kind of tags into the cerebellum which is in the back of your head so yes cervical genetic headaches can be cured uh, find the right chiropractor right pt right acupuncturist don't forget a little massage is not a bad thing as well if you have any questions give us a call you can reach us at 203-656-3636 203-656-3636 Dr. Brian McKay, Core Health and Darian. I welcome your questions. And anytime you want, give me a call. Oh, give me a call, but it's more likely to get an answer with an email. Remember, McKayDarian at yahoo.com. In the subject line, put podcast question. And that's M C K A Y D A R I E N at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening. I hope I answered your questions. Bye.